Hi, folks. Welcome to the PFFA podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle McLowry. I'm going to do something a little different today. Instead of doing the introductions, I'm just going to go around the table. It's going to be easier for me. That's really what I'm looking for here. So I'll start to my left, and we're going to be talking about the um, IF, IAFF Fallen Firefighters Memorial, which is in Colorado Springs. It was recently, September 14th through the 17th. That's sort of the genesis of why we're here today to talk about this and all things about the Memorial Platoon. So... Go ahead. Let me start with Terry. Tell oh. everybody who's here. I'm Terry Foster. I'm vice president for Local 43 and the chair of the Memorial Platoon. I'm Tom Houston. I work down at Station 3. Perfect. Okay. I'm Marcus Donaldson, firefighter at Station 22. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the whole event of the Fall Firefighter Memorial. And as I know there's a little bit of obviously, uh, not obviously, but history specific to Local 43 mm-hmm. this year. And it uh, reflects back on what happened last year. But why don't you, I'll just throw it to you, Terry, and we'll see, see where this goes. Yeah, so this is an event that the IFF puts on every year to honor the fallen firefighters uh, that are in the International Association of Firefighters. This year, we had two years' worth of uh, firefighters on the wall due to COVID. They, they skipped a couple of years. So last year, they did two years' worth of firefighters. And this year, again, another two years. And we should be caught up at this point. But mm-hmm. there was... I think there was 576 names they put up on the wall this year. So that was was both years, or two years together. Mm -hmm. 576, that's a lot more than I thought it was gonna be. Right, and then any other names that would have been associated with a uh, death in the the line of duty Mm -hmm. that they they identified later. So some people, you know, it could be 100 years ago they died in line of duty and they identified it. Mm -hmm. They'd still memorialize them um, at this event. Okay. Tom and Marcus, you guys were part of the Memorial, our Memorial Platoon uh, deployment for this event. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So you guys, have, have either of you been to this event before? I have not. No, I had visited the Fallen Firefighters Memorial uh, privately on a family trip several years ago. This is the first time I had attended the uh, ceremony. Uh-huh. Yeah, same with me. This is the first time I've been a part of it at all. Awesome. First time to see it. Okay, and I think that the... Uh, pipes and drums they go every year yeah so about five years ago we started this process where we sent a couple when the band was just starting Um, we identified how we wanted this to look Mm -hmm. and and fast forward to today uh, it's pretty amazing to see one of the best fire bands and it's ours that's amazing so usually the deployments are for line of duty deaths this is one of those ones that's a deployment for the ceremony that's probably the only one that's not for line of duty i mean this is for the line of duty death, right. not a specific one. Right. This yeah. is generally speaking, we, yeah. we deploy members to multiple line of duty deaths or line of duty deaths that are close to us. Um, and that process usually involves, you know, this happens and it's a quick turnaround. Like, so we know it's, we, we, there's going to be a funeral in a week and a half. And I reach out to people right. that are on right. the platoon and ask them if they want to join. And if they do, I put their name in a hat and not necessarily in a hat, but we <laughs> put them on a list and, yeah. and Siri chooses which, which numbers are going. Um, in this case, uh, it was done a little different. Uh, Sean Fogarty, uh, with the pipes and drums, called and said, "Hey, I know you know it was a busy summer. I was on vacation." He said, "How about I just draw? I find out whoever's on the memorial platoon. I pick ten names and I'll go down the list. The first two that'll take it can go to this trip." And uh, we, we we talked about sending people to the memorial platoon to this because we knew Jerry's name was going on the mm-hmm. wall. For quite some time, we talked about it, but we wanted to, you know, get it right. right. And I said that that helps because I've got a lot on my plate, and I happen to be, you know, out of cell range right now. So if you could work on that, that'd Perfect. be great. So the so um, I guess Tom, how did you get notified? By Sean. Sean gave me a call. And let me know that I was my name was drawn out of a hat. 
and asked if I'd be willing to participate. Did you have any clue that, that you were, this was something that would happen for you? No, I had no idea. No. Yeah. Marcus, the same for me as well. Yeah, I received a call from you know whenever Pogarty calls, you pick up, and uh, <laughs> you know he's he's <laughs> so engaged. He has his you know fingers in every part of this bureau, just always involved. And so he calls one morning, "Hey, buddy, you going to Colorado with us?" And I said, "Yeah, you bet." Uh, <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> so uh, we kind of lined out the details, and uh, you know it was a random drawing, but I was yeah. happy and honored to be selected. Well, it sounds like a pretty uh, intense and uh, amazing event. Can you maybe, maybe sort of paint a picture for folks out there of what, what it's like? Maybe walk them through the weekend a little bit? Um, yes. is that so, yeah, the, the, there was a lot of events in this one specifically because we had a, a big, strong organ contingency there. Mm -hmm. You know, with, with us, a lot of the people that Jerry went through training with were there. Um, our memorial platoon, our pipes and drums was in full force because we knew this was the one chance we had uh, to, to, to finally put Jerry's name on this, this great right. memorial. Right. Um, so we, we started the planning, we, got, we flew in, did the debacle of getting a, a rental car and I, and I actually flew in with these guys and uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about um, some of the events about the first day. Oh, go ahead, Marcus. Well, the first day uh, we had a sort of a, a welcome event for all the Oregon firefighters that was great, hosted by the union at a, a local pizza place yeah. where everybody kind of got together, you know, shake off the travel and just uh, sort of meet and greet and uh, celebrate, kind of establish our family for the weekend. Was that really just Oregon folks, or was that the whole district, district seven or district it was, nine? It was just Oregon folks, because uh, Salem had a, um, a member going right. on the wall, right. as well as uh, Forest Grove, so Tualatin right. Valley was there, mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, Ilg uh, w was put on the wall. You know, his, right. his, his widow uh, works with us now, Holly. So that probably was a decent number of people at that first nice yeah, event. Yeah, and, and mm -hmm. as, as well as Heather and Eddie were there, you know, Jerry's wife and son. Mm -hmm. um, so we all got to, to spend time and, and get to know some the, some of the us that didn't know her so well, got mm -hmm. to know her a little bit better. Nice. So it was a great, it was a great first way to kick off the weekend and, okay. and start the memorial. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, a good way to just uh, kind of celebrate and get on point and kind of establish family. There's a, a lot of people in Colorado Springs that weekend. Of course, we're all part of the larger uh, sure. brotherhood but uh, and sisterhood and sisterhood right uh, all the firefighters and families and uh, to kind of get to see who was there with us representing portland yeah. and oregon and and jerry's contingency right on you gonna want to talk about the challenge then at the white pie I don't remember the total amount, but he said, there's no way you guys can do this. And yeah. Was so th like was that the first night? Four grand or something. <laughs> yeah, they had a limit on spending on. The patio started filling up with people, and they had, and I think Sean spoke. Um, mm -hmm. And then. Uh, I'm at Greg spoke. Yeah, Greg some Rose, of the yeah. key players with mm -hmm. pipe and drums. Nice. Uh, got the. Yeah, and that's when I think the challenge came from Travis, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that we, we, we reserved this, and this is how much we have to spend here, so. Uh, you guys have some work to do. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm now it's coming clear. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm starting to get a better picture here. So, but but th th it was kind of cool because we it wasn't just like oh local 40s. This was a combined effort. The state helped. Everybody pitched in. Right. On this. Yeah. The long and short of it is that 
we all banded together and made sure that we had no problem eating and drinking <laughs> to our yeah, budget so. minimum. Well we done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So the gauntlet was thrown down, but you, you did, you, you were up for the job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a lot of pizza. And then we were stopped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you got right. limited, you're done. You got yeah. When Travis said we were, we were right. done, yeah. all right, you're done. I believe you guys. <laughs> and then the credit cards came out. And there yeah. was some auxiliary consumption. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was a it was a good way to to kind of loosen up the the Perfect. weekend because it was going to get oh. a little bit deeper. Which leads me to the second days. How early did the second day start? Uh -huh. For some of us, the second day started earlier than others. <laughs> uh, all I remember. Uh, heading to the uh, gym at the hotel we were staying at and at yeah. six thirty in the morning seeing the pipe and drums major terry monroe out there of already course. at the squat rack of course already yeah. practicing his moves marching up and down the uh the gym floor uh making sure that he was on point and mm -hmm. ready so people the, people were having fun and celebrating but always the the task at hand was in mind yeah. one thing we can't forget is the honor guard we had four members for the honor guard who, who the the bureau sponsored um heavily um and those members were a big part of the memorial that day and mm -hmm. they had to get up early and go practice as well so um those days leading up so that thursday and friday they had to get up and go to the site and practice yeah. Uh, the thing that was different oh, this time. That was a rainy day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to ask yeah. about the weather in mid-September. First day was, you know, partly cloudy, decent. And yeah. the next day, there was rain forecasted until like 2, and it rained till like 6 or 7. It was just soaking wet out there. So how does that affect the band? Like, how are the, the pipes and drums? They just play in the rain? So they didn't practice the whole day like they would normally would. Um, you know, we use this IAFF app, and they send us notifications like, practices canceled mm. so they they just had to just like we do on the fire ground right just adjust adapt and and overcome and they they did but it meant that they had to cut some practices short they had to get wet during some practices and it was a muddy mess you know mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been to that memorial a few times mm -hmm. and i've never seen it like that because really? you know colorado generally gets 300 plus days of sunshine a year <laughs> and i've i've never been rained on really? during the memorial weekend okay until um, this time I tell you, the weather didn't uh, deter people from being prepared, though. Uh, once it cleared in the afternoon uh, around the hotel grounds, you heard people in uh, twos and threes and fours uh, out practicing again, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, finding awning out of the rain or in their rooms. Uh, people worked hard to make sure they were on point, and it showed. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was Friday? You got there Thursday? Is there a procession, or is it just all sort of in the, in the space? Where the is it what it, the memorial is? Well, before we get too far ahead yeah. to Saturday's events, yeah. Friday night there was a parade in the center of Colorado okay. Springs, and uh, it was a, a pretty powerful ceremony. All the pipes and drums for the first time from all across the country are yeah. gathering together, and they parade down a, a main street in central Colorado Springs uh, with a, a couple of fire rigs leading the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, they all stop and gather up in the center of town and the whole weekend is really about honoring the family members and taking care of them and at that point uh, many of the family members were ushered into the center of the street uh, while they've you know played Amazing Grace and uh, some other songs and uh, I was surprised at how powerful and emotional it was. It yeah, was that, pretty yeah, neat to see that. that. It's kind of one of my favorite things to do in that night is when I see a, a, somebody who's in the back 
row, if you will, you know, because it's it's pretty amazing and powerful to watch that band play, even if it's a relaxed mm-hmm. way they're playing. Um, but they're standing in the back. If they have these lanyards that say they're 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 somebody in their family has fallen, well, then I just tell them, hey, come on, I'll take you to the front because they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. They they just think they're a part of this, but no, this is for them. So. Mm-hmm. We, we, when we have an opportunity, we usher them right to the front and say, look out, family's coming through. They're going to get a front row seat to this. Mm-hmm. So that's what the whole weekend's about. I, one of the things I remember hearing about it, this is this exact event where all the bands from around the country get together and play. Um, can you give me a sense of the, the, the size or the scale of the numbers of the people, the, the pipers and drummers? No, it wasn't what, a, like at least a city block. Colorado Springs had an engine and a truck that led per- the procession, and then there was a, I think, a length that was at least a full city block mm-hmm. of probably five deep at least, maybe six deep, across the street, all the way down. So, so And that was just for the relaxed, that was probably maybe a fifth of the actual bands that would show up for the day of the ceremony. Oh, so then more come the next day. Well, the, the, a lot of... Pipers either get there late got or they it, got it. Um, or they just can't make it to this event because like we have uh, we had other events planned um, and scheduled so we kind of you know, some of them just don't make it there to play this this time uh, but the day of everybody's there and that that band that mm-hmm. day is immense it's unbelievable I, I I don't know if anybody's seen any video they had a drone over it had to be oh, I, don't, I don't know how many hundreds of pipers there were so if we can get a, if we can find some footage I'll put it in the show notes okay. yeah we I, have I'd like to see that video yeah. that we took okay some yeah. stills also and I'm sure I'm, I'm probably available through IFF website yeah. as well and then that that's that wasn't the end of that night you know oh, we that's went like to the a, start of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the beginning in a we went to a place called the Cowboy Bar. Mm-hmm. It was right down the, the road, and it has a huge dance floor in the middle. Uh, they know that firefighters are coming every year, so uh, we showed up, and, and there were bands playing. There was um, piper, pipe and drums bands playing in the middle of the dance floor, mm-hmm. kind of relaxed and playing. It was so relaxed that there were times they had to stop, start all over, right. because it was, they're all from different mm-hmm. places. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so when we got in there, they, the place was rocking. That, the other band really had the crowd going like crazy, and there's people running around in costumes. And anyway, then they uh, they filed out. Our band was up. Eh, I think it was about half an hour, 40 minutes later. And so they were doing line dancing and you know getting rowdy. And then our band came in and did a really good set. Mm-hmm. I think they did what so three, four, three or four tunes. They call yeah, them tunes. Yeah. And it was. It, it felt like a professional band playing oh, yeah. a performance for us. It was yes. pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. And when uh, we got to see uh, Portland Pipes and Drums play on their own, you could see how synchronized they were, how hard they had practiced. And, uh, you know, when it's uh, just your band, you can kind of play uh, a little more complex uh, songs. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you're, yeah. you know, it really shows the work they put in. Uh, obviously, when there's you know hundreds of uh, folks from all across the country, the the power of just the sheer size of it sure. is amazing. But yeah. mm-hmm. just watching our Portland men and women get together, yeah. Right? So shout great. out to to our pipes and drums. Oh yeah, they're very they're killing it. Um, okay, so we got one more day of the festival. The festival, the ceremony. Yeah. Lay it on me. Lead. Tell me. Well, that was a so that day we get up and 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 head to the memorial site usually earlier than most because you want to get in it you want to you want to walk around and kind of t- 
take in what it is, right? Tell me more about the site. What's it look like? What, what, like how much space are we talking? What's there? And what are, you, what are you trying to get to? Like The backdrop is Pikes Peak. Okay. That's the cool part. Uh, you know, you sit, they have these, these chairs arranged that so you're looking down at the memorial mm-hmm. with that in the background. They have two huge flags, the American and the Canadian flag, flying behind, um, used two truck companies. So the, the memorial sort of down on sort of a bowl, and yep. there's okay. well, yeah, just a gentle slope down, uh-huh. and then in the backdrop, some mountains. Uh-huh. Pikes Peaks in the back. Yeah, there's large granite walls uh, with all the names of the fallen firefighters that are in circles around a larger uh, statue memorial that mm-hmm. uh, uh, shows a, a firefighter descending a ladder, uh, cradling an infant, and I believe the statue is called uh, Somewhere uh, Every Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. And that was put in as part of the remake of the the park. Uh, I think it was uh, initially uh, installed in the mid-80s, and then some years after that, they uh, expanded it and added the, the statue more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. redid it and, and, and have a lot of space for more names, unfortunately. Well, yeah, yeah. that means you have to. If you're not putting 500 a year or every two years, yeah. right. uh, unfortunately. Yeah. There will need to be room for expansion. I tell you yeah. that 500, that's a big number. Yeah. Uh, when you see the honor guard uh, for each fallen member, someone's carrying a flag for someone's family, and they're lined up, uh, you know, all the way down the, the green space, the esplanade there, and you realize that every one of those is someone who didn't come home from shift that day. And it really kind of drives some of the impact of uh, what that means. It's not just uh, names and numbers. Yeah, I think you kind of distilled the whole thing right there. I mean, that's it's a ceremony, but that's really what this is all about. Right. That, and now you spoke about it a little bit off air, uh, Marcus. I thought you said it well. Like, um, we're all go to work, do our job, do our, protect each other, and protect uh, our you know our community. Um, and there are times when one of us, some of us, don't go home. Mm-hmm. And you don't think about it a whole lot, but there are these times, like this, you know, every year, where we really want to maybe um, meditate on that a little bit. Kind of, I'm sort of getting chills a little bit thinking about it, to be honest. Right. Yeah, we, as we talked about earlier, you know, the one of the big uh, centerpieces of the memorial that really draws the eye is all the, the names of uh, uh, folks that were lost on 9-11 and those... 343 names it's it's huge it boggles the mind i mean it spans two panels and it's mm-hmm. just hundreds of names you know company after company that didn't make it home from that day and that's an experience uh, we all shared and we all remember and all felt that loss but also every other panel shows names in twos threes and fours eight or ten uh, folks that went to work to do their job and didn't come home that day mm-hmm. and i think it really drives home just uh you know what's at stake what we're doing every day when we mm-hmm. uh, take our spot on the line and that's yeah. that's why this memorial platoon is so important to me i as as they read some of the names and tom was sitting next to me i'm like we deploy people to this one. Oh, we deploy yeah. people to this one mm-hmm. and, and that wasn't happening you know seven eight years ago yeah when before this came came to and and with the help of the pipes and drums increasing the membership, we will always be there 
when when, when there's a multiple line of duty death or mm-hmm. one close to us or mm-hmm. or if there's somebody that's close to one of our family members you know one of our local 43 they reach out and I say oh we'll send you and one one more so it's not just multiple line of duty deaths but it's what affects us too yeah last year I uh, lost a friend in Ben fire uh, in an accident not related to work and uh, immediately reached out to Greg Rose and Portland Pipes and Drums and between the agencies they you know arranged to come down and help and support and that was the first time I had seen Pipes and Drums you know live in action was at uh, that funeral where I was able to witness it from the perspective more of a family member than as a colleague and seeing what it meant to the families and that ceremony and that honor mm-hmm. it really just uh, blew me away and uh, i was always a, a fan but became a lifelong fan yeah. and part-time roadie now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that was saturday you know we, we we found our seats and and uh proceeded to get sunburned um i can tell you there were <laughs> yeah there was <laughs> snow on the peak and it was melted by you know, <laughs> one o'clock so it was raining all friday and you got sunburned on saturday that's right um of course. I, I want to, uh tom to, you know this was a really personal one for us mm-hmm. because of the family members that were involved so um there were some things that happened different this time and i'd like tom to, to talk about what happened that day of when we knew where the families were coming down oh, um, yeah yeah go ahead well we just you know marcus and i we were just where the members drawn for the memorial platoon and honestly in my mind i thought we were there for jerry and his family and uh you know we were just we found our seats and we were thinking well where's heather and eddie and nobody had any contact with them yet and so we uh terry and i were sitting there and we were like hey i'm gonna text heather and find out where they're at and got a hold of them they were still waiting at the motel for a ride over to the memorial park and there were shuttle buses going but they just hadn't been able to get on one yet and it was about i don't know 10 30 and uh, there was a lot of people already there and i think the memorial actually started at 11 so we got a hold of them and we were able to find their seats and met them as they got off the bus and you know take them over their seats and just it actually worked out pretty good it's it's not something that was planned it was you know tom said well all the buses are dropping people off over there that's where they should come so let's go over and wait and and, Mm -hmm. because we know where their seats are we can take them right to them they won't be lost so it worked out pretty well because i when we when i recognized some of jerry's family coming off of the bus i'm like oh okay come over here tom's gonna lead i'll follow because um you know they're there's some of them had mobility issues and we want to make sure they got there and and I as long as I had the last person with me we're going to make sure they got to their seats so you had almost almost like an escort it was yeah it was and nobody else had that but but Tom was doing a great job of everybody coming off the bus go down this sidewalk take Mm -hmm. a left you'll find your seats you know we were directing traffic Mm -hmm. until we got our the family we needed and then we took them directly to their seats Right, right. Uh, and the challenge is they only had what three seats or four seats seats and they had six members yeah. and so terry they, found another spot like right behind them yeah just having to work i out. just happened to speak to you know i was asking people in the crowd like ah, we have three more family members here and they right they're, they're, they only give three seats so is mm. there is there any seating available and, and it just so happened that there was a gentleman there he's like i'm representing my friend here and i have three seats next to me they can sit with me and it was it was only like three rows away yeah, from, from right behind from the great. family so great. 
And I was like, well, here, I gave him a challenge coin. I said, thanks, I appreciate mm -hmm. it. So the, the family got to know him a little bit and they talked and, and, and just started another connection, right? right? Right. Yeah. So they, the other thing, I mean, we, earlier we went and grabbed a bunch of programs and a bunch of extra programs. And by the time Heather and Eddie showed up, they were, they were wrapping the, all that up. They're out of them. Wow. And so we went and grabbed ours and gave them, you know, gave them nice. to the family so they had enough and mm -hmm. just worked out. Like I said, we're there for them. Yeah. And so we, you know, we sat them and we went and found our seats and went through the whole ceremony. And then afterwards we met up again at the tents and took some pictures and, you know, just had a, a good time to chat with the family and also take pictures with uh, Heather, Heather and Eddie and Holly Ilg and his daughter. And then, uh, after that, we kind of dispersed a little bit. Everybody mm -hmm. was kind of breaking down a little bit. And then Marcus and I, they, you could tell that Jerry's parents were getting a little bit tired. Yeah. And were ready to go back to the motel. And so we went and grabbed, they didn't have any transportation back to the hotel. So we went and grabbed the, the rental car and brought them back. Brought them back to the hotel. So this is a long, hot day for everyone. And yeah. Certainly an emotional day for the family. And Oh yeah, you know, they uh, did such a great job, uh, you know, representing. And uh, uh, Tom and I were able to set up a shuttle to get them back to their rooms so they could uh, kind of wind down. Yeah, uh, yeah. MVP to Tom. <laughs> MVP yeah. today. Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you guys were there for them. I think yeah, that it was. I mean, it did, wasn't planned, like you said, but it looked like it was really an important role to to fill. So that was the end of the the. the proceedings right right and then, mm -hmm. then you know there's we were we're heading out the next day so this wasn't one of those long extended vacation type weekends mm -hmm. this was it 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 was it was meaningful and we we had a cherry on top dylan jeffries we, oh, yeah. we were able to yeah. finally oh, give yeah. him his memorial or his uh retirement watch <laughs> uh so so isaac we, we we met him for lunch uh that was friday Friday during the day, I believe, mm -hmm. yep. and uh, he came down from the hill. He's he lives from, he's up from in Denver, right? Yeah. He, wor he works in Denver, Denver yeah. but he lives in the sticks now, up yeah. in the mountains. So uh, he was just getting a plow on the front of his truck, and then he was uh -huh. going to come down and have lunch with us. <laughs> but yeah, he got his uh, memorial well watch. So it was, it was well you know, it was nice. And you get a little time uh, to go up on Pikes Peak at all? A little hike. I, we didn't. We didn't. So I saw a picture did. of somebody did. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe that was Thursday. Yeah, yeah they was. got there a day early. Early. Well, okay. A lot of the group yeah. went a day earlier. We we just couldn't squeeze yeah, it in. Couldn't swing it. Yeah. Saturday night, we did have a, a good event following the memorial ceremony where Seattle hosted uh, some regional partners in a sort of a parking lot send-off. That was a pretty neat tradition I wasn't aware of where... They have a food truck out there feeding everyone and making sure everyone has a full glass for a toast. And they pass around a microphone for uh, anyone in the Northwest who might have lost a, a family member or crew member where they could share memories and share thoughts. And, uh, and in the past, so this is something that a tradition they've had for a long time, and they put a few people on the wall so there was a bigger contingency with Seattle, but they also invite other people. So their parking lot party oh. uh, becomes something, if they if they identify some people that are close to their their uh, members, they'll bring them to this and they can talk about their members too, because it's a time to really celebrate, uh, mourn and celebrate uh, those, those that we've lost. And this is more personal where we can talk about the people that were close to us. 
Right. So uh, Seattle's been gracious with us and in, in our band and helped them come a long way as well as um, being a part of this Northwest Firefighters uh, group. Mm-hmm. It was a long night that we were there at that parking lot party standing for a while, but they fed us some great food. Mm-hmm. And then, and then yes. uh, yeah, they would just pass. They it was one toast after the other. So yeah. you have to be smart and have a, a thimble <laughs> size shot each time. Otherwise you're crawling out of that parking lot. So right. luckily most of us knew that. And uh, it was just a, a great way to say goodbye to some people that that the, the Pacific Northwest cares about. And throughout the weekend as people are sharing stories about their fall and you're realizing, I know these guys, they're telling stories about how they ran calls, how mm-hmm. they were in the station, mm-hmm. the the pranks and practical jokes, how they were with their families or when someone was in need. And you realize that every one of these folks is just like the the men and women that we go to work with. Oh, yeah. yeah, same people, different apartment. Yeah. 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 We were even following the program as they were reading all of the names during the ceremony, hundreds and hundreds of names and on every page you think I work with the guy who has that same last name or mm. I know that face I know that guy you mm-hmm. can tell who was the the smart ass and who <laughs> was uh, locked down tight with ice in their veins just mm. by looking at their picture <laughs> <laughs> felt like I knew that half of them yeah and the the the, you, the phenomenon I think that you guys noticed during this was um, Canada does it a little different than America we you know they they recognize all cancers as line of duty deaths. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of pictures in there of people that could be our grandpa. Right. That, yeah. that they died of cancer. Well, in, in Canada, it's recognized as a line of duty death if you get cancer, period. Um, so a lot of Canadian names were put on there and you're like, wow, that guy's pretty old to be working. He's not working. He's right. not, he, or she, um, they passed. Um, dude. Long retired yeah. probably, hopefully. Yeah. So that sort of brings us toward the end of the, the weekend. Um, I'm going to sort of put you two on the spot just for a second. When you, you, you certainly didn't know you were going to be going to this much in advance, it sounds like. Um, you had not been to this ceremony before. When you got the call, you were like, yes, I'm going. Can you give any sort of, I don't know, moments or highlights? Do you think they were the most meaningful or surprising? Like you, line of duty death uh, deployment, you think of one thing. This is a something else. Probably potentially right. um, emotional, but this one maybe has a little different spin. So anything, any just you know, before we move on, anything that sort of st- really stands out. It was a moment that was either hit you, hit you emotionally, or hit you just for the grandeur of the whole, the whole weekend, I guess. Anything stick out? I, overall, ten thousand foot view or anything. Overall, yeah. it was an, a really good experience for me, and I know Marcus would feel the same way. It was just an, I mean, it's a neat tradition that they put on and it was a good experience just to see it let me put a different spin on the question you appreciated the the, the experience mm-hmm. um, wasn't what you were <clears throat> necessarily planning on doing this September sure is it something you would think is be important anybody else has the opportunity like you would say yes oh you normally you know what I, I didn't say yes right away that when they called Sean called I'm like yeah you know September there's a lot of fishing and I'm going on right now I'm really busy and he said, well, okay, well, it's pretty special. Why don't you think about it? And, you know, I talked to a few other people, and they said, you should go. It's a great experience, and it's just a neat thing. So I'm really happy that I made the decision to do that. And I would recommend that anybody that jump at the chance to do that. Absolutely. We're all busy in our lives. Uh, September for me as well as a, a climber and somebody who likes the outdoors. It's 
it's go time. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, and I feel like a lot of the blessings and gifts I have in my life are in part uh, because of this career. And, uh, you know, the opportunity to step up and represent. You know, you think at first I'm going for, uh, you know, a sense of duty and obligation and honor. And then you realize at the end of the weekend you get so much more back just from being able to be there and hold space for the family members and the crew members and uh, really get a sense of the legacy of uh, you know what we're doing and what this career means both to us and the communities that we serve. Mm -hmm. Well said. Thank you. We can pivot a little bit. I think, uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to add about that, just to refresh, I guess, Terry, you may want to, as the chair of the Memorial Platoon, if you wanted to add a little bit of a tag at the end for how it works. Well, yeah, well, you it, need it, to add it, like, drop a little recruitment. Well, deal here's, here's the thing. Not everybody in our uh, union is a part of this. It's voluntary, right? And, mm -hmm. and you'll, you know if you are because there's a beneficiary line on your paycheck stub. If it's $3, you're not a member. If it's 8 you are. Um, and if you're not a member... Um, that's okay. We're not. This is not something we want to strong arm people with. But this is something that will, should something happen to you in the line of duty, we will be there. The reason the band is here is because of this, mm -hmm. um, and and you will be honored no matter what. Mm -hmm. But if you're interested in doing this, and even if you're not, if you don't want to be deployed, you can still give five dollars a month, mm -hmm. and it goes towards supporting. Half of it goes to the band, half of it goes to Memorial Platoon, so that we are always represented at these. Um, and we will always deploy people. So if, if you're interested in this and you're you're not sure, look mm -hmm. at your paycheck or call Nicole and, and get involved. Um, so it's not a separate line item on the paycheck. It's just a larger amount for the beneficiary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully this was successful in, tr in tr sort of painting a picture. I think that was the idea to try use that momentum of what you guys just experienced to try and bring that to the membership a little bit. Hopefully that w this has been successful in that in that endeavor. Is there anything else, or what else do you want to try and get out there while we got everybody captured here on the microphones for anybody? Well, I'll do a, a, how about a quick plug for the pipes and drums? Please. I mean, I'm not a part of them, but it was, after experiencing that, I think anybody that can give a little bit of money, they paid for their own way all the way out there, and they sent a large contingent out there at representing at Portland Fire and Rescue, so I thought that was a neat deal. So. When they do a fundraiser, see if you can, you know, give a little extra, buy a T-shirt, buy a hat, whatever you can do. But yeah, see if, if you can donate. Great, donate some or, money. Or better yet, join. You know, this that it's open to all members. You have to be in the memorial platoon to be on the band. Um, but join. They they will teach you. We have uh, world class training for that, um, and it shows when they play. Gordon is our world class. He's well. <laughs> if you look at his rating as far as pipers, I don't know the lingo, but he's he's way up there, and he's instructed on. I was our, just our making members. a reference back to our old our old <laughs> oh. chief. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh, top notch. How's top that? Notch. Top notch. <laughs> top notch. <laughs> so uh, yeah, their 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 instruction is amazing, um, and we. But have, to Tom's point, it's a good one. Like, not everyone's going to be able to put the time and right. dedication into playing. Right. Uh, a donation is certainly helpful. Yeah. Oh, yeah so absolutely. yeah, I mean, that's that's I mean. Because they're a great cause. Yeah. yeah. Fundraising events, they do a lot of them, so make yeah. sure if you have an opportunity, go join them for that. And they're usually, uh, the ones that I'm aware of, they're usually pretty fun. You go out and hear them play, they're usually, at a bar or something, and yeah. have some, you know, have a party and, and make, give them some money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would echo that for sure. They uh, clearly put in the time, you know, 
every week you see they're they're taking time off from their shifts using their vacation so they can get together and practice they're practicing around the station just to get out to Colorado Springs uh, Tim Crowley and a couple of the fellows from 24s actually took a fifth wheel loaded up with band equipment drove it all the way oh, across nice. country nice. and you know when they showed up you know they were on point they were there to work and represent so hats off to them well done yeah. well done cheers I feel like there's more to say. I felt known for getting something. If you were looking for side anecdotes, the Calgary Fire guys that shared the hats. That was well, kind of a little well, side. So you can put that in the bloopers reel. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Canada stepped up, right? We didn't. We. Oh we were, yeah. It was toast the shot time. Glasses? When it was done, it was toast time because that's when we have our own personal at the tent time. Send off? Before that, no. so yeah, at our tent the at, in the in the it's called what was it Tent City. Uh -huh. So we have our own booth there where pipes and drums can sell their things and we bought 80 shot plastic shot glasses somehow they got lost so we talked to the guys from Siri uh, up in BC and they said we'll bring some shot glasses for you and they bring this pelican case out with probably what 20 shot glasses stainless steel with their emblem on them two bottles in the middle but we had our own bottles we brought Jerry's bottles with uh -huh. us for, from Westward and they and these guys, I didn't understand what was going on, but these Canadian guys were pouring shots into these glasses, and I'm like, what the heck are they doing here? I don't know. Well, they volunteered their shot glasses to help us toast uh, to our fallen, and that was pretty special. Um, so we had a couple toasts using their their glasses, and then um, and then the Calgary guys came over and... Yeah, Calgary Fire, uh, Calgary Stampede is a big deal up yeah, in that part yeah. of the country. My wife's from Calgary, shout out. Shout out. And uh, part of their tradition <laughs> is uh, with the stampede, they wear these big white Stetson hats. So each uh, member of the Calgary Honor Guard comes to the weekend wearing a hat. The goal of being connecting with another uh, fallen firefighter's family member over the weekend. And at the end of the weekend, they give them a hat as an honor and a farewell. And so at the end, after the toast, two of the Calgary Honor Guard uh, gave uh, their hats to uh, Eddie and uh, uh, Jerry's family. Yeah, Heather and Eddie both got a hat. Nice. Yeah, nice. Just, it just speaks to the camaraderie that we yeah. have no matter, I mean, it crosses nations, right? Right. So oh, we're, yeah. we're just this, this brother and sisterhood that is unbelievable. Wherever you go, you have family as a firefighter, and that's kind of, it's just, to me, that means something. Unique. Yeah. It really is. Great. So... Thank you all for your time coming in this morning, and thanks for taking the time to go out to Colorado Springs. Um, I think that this is probably, not probably, this is a start of a tradition in this uh, union to be, <coughs> continue to be represented and represented well each year, um, provided nothing gets in the way of the service, you know, like, like COVID did a couple of years ago mm -hmm. or last year. Right. So, thanks, appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Thanks.